From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. You know, animal rights advocates have been pushing for some time to end the use of monkeys in laboratory experiments. In fact, PETA has been urging the National Institutes of Health to halt experiments on monkeys. I'd like to welcome Dr. Alka Chanda, PhD and Vice President of Laboratory Investigations for PETA. Welcome, Alka. Hello, Mark. Uh, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. Dr. Chanda, these experiments are not effective in leading to treatment for human diseases. Is that right? That's exactly right, uh, Mark. The American people are being taken for a ride by the animal experimentation industry. This is an enterprise that rarely contributes to cures or effective treatments for humans. I think, um, you know, we take it as an article of faith that experiments on animals must help humans, Mm. but this simply isn't true. Uh, In fact, in, you know, recently there was a study that came out of Stanford. It was a landmark study that documented that more than 90% of animal experiments actually fail to lead to treatments for human beings. And the National Institutes of Health uh, informs us that 95% of pharmaceutical drugs that test safe and effective in animals actually fail when they go into human clinical trials. So there you go. I mean, it's just a... Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, well, it's not a joke. I mean, did you know, folks, that every year in the U.S., more than 100,000 monkeys are kept in laboratories where they're confined to small cages or crowded conditions, and sadly, they suffer through painful experiments, and eventually, sometimes after the decades of abuse, all of them are killed. Doctor, where do all these monkeys come from? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, many of them are bred in laboratories, which means that they never know what a normal life would look like. They never know what a life of freedom would be. Everything is absolutely artificial in their lives. And um, after the years or decades of living in these barren stainless steel cages, they go insane. Um, Now, there are also many thousands of monkeys who are imported into the United States. So in addition to domestic breeding, we see importation. And these are monkeys who are coming from uh, essentially monkey factory farms in China, um, in Vietnam, and some other countries in Asia, as well as monkeys who are caught from the wild in Mauritius, um, as your listeners would know, is an island off of uh, the east coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there are monkeys coming in uh, from these other countries, uh, some trapped in the wild, some uh, bred on these factory farm conditions where they're in tiny cages and really deprived of everything. Um, really, uh, you know, if people have seen uh, video footage of factory farms here in the United States where pigs, chickens, cows, and other animals are, uh, hell, are confined, it's similar, but for monkeys. Um, so that's where the animals are coming from. A contentious issue. You know, some would say, well, look, they're just animals. We've got to got to improve health for humans. I mean, God put them there to help. I, you know, look, doctor, since its founding in 1980, PETA has been urging the National Institutes of Health to move away from animal experiments. And your campaigns have now shut down numerous NIH-funded experiments, uh, including uh, torturous psychological experiments on baby monkeys taken from their mothers. 
Is it still legal for laboratories to conduct experiments on monkeys and other animals, for that matter? Uh, shockingly, yes, it is still legal. Uh, in the United States, no experiment, no matter how painful it is, no matter how frivolous it might be, um, or you know whether or not the animals are killed at the end, nothing is prohibited by federal law. And while there are state anti-cruelty statutes that would prohibit you or me from um, harming animals, uh, for example, I wouldn't be allowed to burn or poison or cripple or blind, uh, say, my neighbor's dog or my own cat. Mm -hmm. You know, there would be felony level cruelty to animals charges brought against me, resulting in uh, appropriately in fines or even prison time. Um, when all of those treatments are carried out inside a laboratory, it is perfectly legal. Uh, so essentially what happens in a laboratory is exempted from state anti-cruelty statutes. And there are explicit exemptions in most state anti-cruelty statutes. So these animals have minimal protection. Yeah, it's got to change. I mean, do you think the days of laboratory experiments on animals will become a thing of the past? I mean, opinion polls show that a clear majority of Americans oppose the use of monkeys in experiments. So what progress has Peter had in ending some of these inhumane practices in the laboratories? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree that the day will come when all of this will be a thing of the past. And I see a few factors, Mark, at play here. You know, one is that we understand more and more what's happening inside laboratories. And this is thanks to the undercover investigations of PETA and other groups. The fact that more and more people who work in laboratories will speak out, you know, when they see dogs who are yelping and are, are, are not being attended to or monkeys who are circling in cages and pulling out their hair because they're living in such psychological anguish, you know, or they see that veterinary care is not given to animals. Mm. So we have a lot of whistleblowers who come to us. Um, and when we pull back the curtain on what's going on in laboratories, the American public being kind-hearted and caring is outraged. So you've got that factor. You've got the fact that we know who animals are. We know that animals feel pain. We know they suffer. Um, you know, and this is a far cry from original day animal experimenters who said that animals mm. don't feel pain, that they're basically automatons. Um, the other factor is that there that right now we live in the age of sophisticated human-based research methods. Mm. And these allow us to study the causes and treatments of disease in humans without tormenting sensitive and vulnerable animals in deadly experiments. Um, so we're talking about organs on chips, organoids, supercomputing on top of massive databases of human-derived information. You know, these other methods, mm -hmm. methods mm -hmm. that are human human focused they're cheaper they're faster they're more reliable than antiquated animal tests well that's just it i mean so, you know what's it take to move people more to do it does the, does the american uh, taxpayer realize the tens of millions of their dollars my dollars taxpayer dollars are still being used to perform unnecessary experiments and not just on monkeys alone you know what i mean Yes, exactly. And in fact, it's, um, you know, back in 20 or back last year in 2019, um, the estimate is that between 17 and 18 billion dollars 
uh, were spent by the National Institutes of Health on animal experiments, between 17 and $18 billion, and that's a conservative estimate. You know, the problem is that these are entrenched systems. There are a lot of moneyed interests involved, you know, because animal experimentation is an industry, whether it's the companies that are making the kibble that's fed to the animals or the companies that are making the guillotines to kill the animals at the end or the carbon dioxide gassing units Mm, or mm. the companies that make the cages. You know, this is all money. And then it's also more insidious. You know, it's more insidious than that, Mark, because you're talking about a paradigm you know, the, this is a, uh, a paradigm within biomedical research where people have come through the years um, and the way you learn, you know, in, in school, you're told, well, if you want to understand biomedical uh, research, you have to use animals. In fact, several of my colleagues used animals to get their PhDs, um, even though they knew it was wrong and even though they knew that their work wasn't helping anybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't so even chop up my frog, yeah. you know what I mean? I wouldn't do that. You know, uh, okay. I, I'd love people to know more about this, to read more about it, follow up on it. Is it still www.peter.org? That's the website address. It yes. is indeed. Okay, now, folks, I yeah, encourage you to do this. Yeah, and people can see video. Yeah, yep. videos Great. are there, writings are there, terrific site. I mean, uh, you do a fantastic job, and I've also interviewed your uh, lawyer man. You know, he's a he's a smart boy. He's done a lot of good. So, uh, Dr. Alka <laughs> yes. Chandler, Vice President of Laboratory Investigations, Cases for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, focusing on animal experimentation issue. And she oversees Peter's efforts to end cruel experiments on animals in laboratories. And many victories have been uh, a wonderful thing. You're doing a a marvellous job, in a lot of ways a thankless job, because, uh, yes, there are those that say thank you so much and you're saving. There are those that are saying, oh, you're interfering with, you know, uh, finding cures. So uh, you cop it both ways. But we've got to go. But, Doc, good luck with that. Uh, www.peter.org. And uh, you can read all about it, Dr. Elka Chander. Thanks, Doc, for being on The Mark Bishop Show. Oh, marvellous to be with you, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. 